On July 6, 2022, esteemed actor James Caan passed away. On this episode of How'd You Like That Movie will be a retrospective of his career while we discuss two of his films, 1981's Thief and 1990's Misery. Chris, you're making the big profits from my work, my risk, my sweat, but that is okay because I elected to make that deal. But now the deal is over and I want my end and I'm out. I mean, I'm going to actually retort to that because his, his line is so cla- awesome. He's basically like the join a labor union. <laughs> but you know what? I wear $150 slacks. I wear silk shirts. I wear $800 suits. I wear a gold watch. I wear a perfect D flawless three carat ring. I change cars like other guys change their fucking shoes. I'm a thief. I bring the prison. All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? As Scott said, we're going to be talking about two great films by the late James Caan. So, Scott, let's get into it. Take it away. All right. So how do you want to do this? Like, um, you want to go like Thief, then Misery, like chronological upon release? or Yeah, yeah, we can do that, man. I mean, they're both I, I think they're both fantastic films. So we can jump back and forth. We can talk, you know, um, you know about you know budgets and stuff kind of as they come up and yada 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 so yeah man however however you want to approach this uh i'm down all right perfect all right so first with thief i just want to say i really want to find somebody who looks at me the same way willie nelson looks at james (laughs) con in that prison visit scene because that my friend was fucking love oh man i i went and looked willie nelson has a shit ton of fucking acting credits (laughs) Like, I, I didn't realize that he had done so many acting roles, right? Like, obviously, like, I know him for being the country music sensation that he is. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, and, and he was so great in this. Yeah, like, in reality, he only really had, like, two scenes. I, I wanted, I actually wanted more. I, I would have liked to see where that character goes, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, first... Like, we can do spoilers because these movies are, like, fucking 40 years old. This is true. Like, what fucked up hospital allows people to come visit somebody who's dying with their fucking, like, tools and blood? <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, just right beside them. I'm, like, looking at that. I'm, like, yeah, I don't think any hospital, even in the fucking 80s, <laughs> would be, like, know, hey, a lot listen, of times we got to like, clean up. I mean, we, we wouldn't do up. that now, but it's the 80s, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, Um, Yo, yo, seriously, no, hold on. I just, I pulled up and including himself, there's like 30 fucking acting credits here. So what do you mean? Like playing, playing himself? Sometimes playing himself. I mean, he was in Miami Vice as El Vijo. And that's also a Michael Mann film. That's right. That is a Michael Mann film. Uh, I mean, it goes back. His first role is the electric horseman in 1979. All right. Yeah, man. But this isn't a Willie Nelson episode. With fucking so Robert Redford fuck and Jane Fonda and Sydney Fuck directed by Sydney Pollock. That's a fucking dope film. Anyway, yeah, you're right. It's not a Willie Nelson uh, show. <laughs> Retrospective. That's right. <laughs> okay, so you like this film, right? Like I did. You like Thief? Is this your first time watching it? Because it was my first time watching it. Uh, yeah, it was my first time, and uh, like you, this is. I had to watch it on Tubi, 
which I don't know why you were complaining about the commercials. There was like two. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't a big fucking deal to me. Um, mm-hmm. But I could not find this film anywhere. Like I went on obviously the main streaming services. I went on iTunes like I was going to, you know, to Apple. I was just going to rent it or whatever. And I don't know how, like, why this film is not more accessible. This is a great, I bet you if I went, actually, I should have checked, like, Criterium or something like that. Because it's definitely got that, like, indie uh, vibe. I know that it's, like, a bit of a cult classic because, I mean, it's a solid neo-noir. Michael Mann, it's his first feature. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can, man, you can see, like, I mean, if you haven't seen Heat, go watch it. Oh, speaking of Heat, Heat 2, his novel, just came out. So uh, that'll actually be an interesting book to maybe pick up and see if he continues on with those characters. Um, but you see the fingerprints of Heat in Thief, like the, his yeah. cinematic. Cho- Go ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. This is his first. Uh, this is his feature film debut, um, and yeah, you can see his style kind of directing. But you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna in the words of somebody I know, like this is a two hour and three minute film and i would edit some shit out really okay i want to know what you would edit out because like i get the pacing's a bit slower uh, okay well here, here okay go for for example the first 10 minutes of this film the first 10 minutes of this two hour and three minute film is them doing their thief scene um robbing some diamonds and for three and a half minutes I got to watch a drill go into a safe in three different angles. I got to watch it going from the top. I got I got to watch it going from the bottom. But those camera angles are I got fucking to, I got, great. Those I got are to good watch angles. It, like, I go ahead. I I agree, but I didn't need to do it for three and a, like that could have been a sweet ass fucking like Rocky montage. It could have been a good montage. Absolutely. I you know what? And, I, I will give you that. And, but that's the same thing like in all in with that, that first tangerine dream hold on all with that tangerine dream uh electronic soundtrack that it has boo, 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 yeah but that's the boo, thing these boo. first 10 minutes not one word of fucking dialogue was said could yeah. you imagine being these actors and you're getting the script and you're like okay fade in walking into bank and okay, let me go to my next thing. And you're like, okay, I don't say a fucking word till page 15. <laughs> well, what did you say? It was three minutes? Three and a half minutes. Yeah, just so that's three and a half drill. pages. Three and a half fucking pages. <laughs> but the first 10 minutes in total is this robbing scene, mm-hmm. which, which not even one word of dialogue is spoken. I mean, so if you think of like the Dark Knight, that opening bank robbery scene, which is awesome. I love that opening bank robbery scene. There's not a ton of dialogue there either, right? There's like, but there is. There's interactions from the clowns with the people, like they're yeah, talking fair enough, to them, fair enough, fair enough, right? Like this, I get it. It's like an overnight fucking theft scene. Uh, but so I, I guess it, if we rob a bank, what we need, I, I've established with you is you want more conversations during the bank robbery. Like you don't want to just go and do the fucking job. We got to have some dialogue, or you're going to be sad and and bored during the bank robbery okay gotcha well you, you you'd figured these guys like the first word that are said is like when it's over and he grabs the walkie-talkie and he was like are we clear and they're like yes and then it's like two people nonchalantly walking out of the bank but what <laughs> now, now i'm gonna kind of push on you a bit though what the fuck do you want them to talk about so uh you're drilling into this safe so uh how's the wife and kids like uh oh she got into got into that school that's great. like they're fucking professionals. They're robbing a bank. Like, 
there, there's an intensity to the fact that they're just there doing their jobs. I, I 100% agree with you. I didn't think it needed to be 10 minutes, though. <laughs> it could have been three minutes in total. But, yeah, and, you know, 80s and stuff, like, the 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 thing, like, it was hard for me to watch. Is, well, oh, what, you know. Okay, go ahead. Because the was, parenting, it, there was bad parenting. I thought they were good bad? parents, actually. Whose parents would oh, let's let's talk about their whole fucking relationship. <laughs> <laughs> he literally physically assaults her in a room full of people. Like, no, you're fucking coming with me. <laughs> Shows a gun to a guy, <laughs> and nobody's like, nobody's like, um, you know, worried or calling the cops. Right. The one thing I will say with Michael Mann, like he did, like, uh, what's it called? Um, walk a scene like each person waiting for that cab was a directly one step to the left so each one could get caught while they're all later <laughs> raising their hands <laughs> to go call that fucking pack one taxi that comes through listen man i mean it is the 80s remember when we, we did over the top and sylvester stallone a child escapes from a like a big rig runs across traffic a large burly man tackles him into the field nobody fucking stops <laughs> so that's the 80s baby that's how it that's how they rolled back then <laughs> yeah, but but then i liked it like she was like i don't want to be with you i don't like you i don't like you and then you know 30 minutes into the movie you're my man and i'm your woman boom <laughs> That was it. It's because he wears silk suits and eight hundred or eight silk shirts and eight hundred dollar uh, suits, and he's got a gold watch. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Hey, man. Yeah. He took care of her though, and he took care of the baby. Like when he just like it, there was another interesting parallel between uh, Thief and Heat. The uh, the concept of like in order to be successful, you have to have no attachments. You know, that's uh, De Niro's character really talks about that a lot in Heat. And that comes out like is very evident in this at the near the end when he's just like, uh, well, he brings it up multiple times about like, I, I got good. I was able to stay safe in jail because I didn't give a fuck. Like, it was fucking crazy. I'll fucking kill you. I'll do whatever I need to do. And at the end, you're seeing him just, you know, sever those things. And man, that fucking gun sight, that like gun shootout at the end, that was fucking awesome. I love that. Again, very that was, Michael um, Mann. Yeah, that was Dennis Farina's first role. Like, oh. first feature role. Oh, really? And that was him shooting James Caan and then getting blown to bits. He did get blown to bits. But um, I'll say this. Like, Michael Mann, like, he is 100% um, well-respected uh, director. Like, he shits out more talent than I have in my pinky. But I would say to me, he's not, he's not a director. Like I find him, he's a cinematographer. Like he's all about the shots. Right. Okay. And all goes, and I would say this, like heat is a great example because you keep on bringing up heat. It's too long. Heat is definitely too long. Think about it. Heat is technically him redoing his LA takedown TV movie. Yep. Which nothing got changed like it's all the same dialogue all the same stuff but i think that isn't isn't he a little more involved in that that amazing uh robbery scene at the end isn't that more played out in the film than it is in the show because because he has a bigger budget now oh okay yeah yeah, so now he was able to get like these more threat um 
more shots that yeah, he yeah, wanted, like cinematic right? yeah things going on right and that's the thing like yeah because with his, his films like i don't i don't think of them in terms of directors it's literally like fuck that was a nice shot like even fucking he remade miami vice and you're like man the the shot with them in the dusk going in the jets jet boats just fucking driving to the next drug deal you're like fuck that's beautiful right what about Last like, of the mohicans or the insider like the insider is 100 percent drama like that's a solid drama also yeah beautifully shot he he really likes to play with like shadow uh i was gonna say and light but i mean obviously you're playing with shadow you're playing with light um the way he frames out a character both framing it like with the physical space but also with lighting uh, he does that a lot because, uh, I mean, he also did Red Dragon. Sorry, he did Manhunter, which was mm-hmm. the original uh, Red, Dragon. Red Dragon, right? So, yes. And again, which... what's his name? Gr- Gr- Grissom from CSI. Yeah, William Pedersen, Pet- <laughs> I believe. But he likes yeah. to play in that kind of dark, kind of gritty space, which is interesting because I don't – even Public Enemies has got that kind of dark kind of feel to it. Uh, but I don't feel that with Last of the Mohicans. And also, you know – uh, there's something very problematic nowadays about seeing Daniel Day-Lewis play an indigenous man. <laughs> no, wasn't he? He always... I, I, was he, yeah, since... was he like a white baby taken in by a tribe? Or I, I don't, You know what? It was something like that. I don't have yeah, enough info on Wasn't it right kind of like Lawrence of Arabia where it was like, you know, the white the white savior kind of thing? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what makes it kind of problematic. Um. But... Um... <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, Michael Mann does have a horror film to his credit. The film he made after this one. It's called The Deep, and it is 100% fucked up. Oh, really? Yeah, like, it makes no sense kind of thing. Like, it goes one way, and then it's just like, we ran out of money, so they just, like, (laughs) rushed it. But just like, and we're done. Yeah, it is a weird movie to watch. So it's interesting because he is very cinematic and I'd have to look at who the DOPs were on those other films, including Heat uh, and Public Enemies. But the DOP on this is Donald Thorin and he did An Officer and a Gentleman, which is a great film. Uh, he did Lock Up, Tango in Cash and Scent of a Woman, uh, which I mean, those are all I mean, they're good films, interesting films for their own reasons. But none of them really strike me as being overly cinematic. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. It's, yeah, I get what you're saying. Except yeah, I just expected after Come on, well, just, when I, they're fucking when they're sliding in the rain out of the prison with their belts, <laughs> man, that's fucking cinematic. <laughs> Fair enough. I just mean Thief is so kind of like arty cinematically, and like you said, Michael Mann, it almost directs pic- like the picture instead of mm-hmm. more story narrative. That I expected this DOP to go on and do much like more of that vein, right? But I mean, fuck it, he's working. Um, which is actually a really good. I have two quotes from this film: one about Khan and one about uh, Michael Mann. So Kathleen Carroll from the New York Daily News said, uh, "Thief is loaded with striking night shots of back alleys and glittering skyscrapers. Thief has all the pervasing a- atmosphere of gloom that suggests it could have been the work of a European director." Someone who is as much a master of his craft as Antonio. Anthony. Antonini? I don't know. I don't know how. I think that's spelled wrong. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Like, if you're going to get a quote, man, at least, like, pre-read it so you, you can... <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me how to do my fucking job. <laughs> uh, James Callan is fucking fantastic in this. Uh, he is good. I mean... Accent and all. Accent and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, he was obviously he's probably the biggest. I mean, depending on your age, he's either the biggest known is probably for the Godfather or Elf. <laughs> you know what I mean? Depending on yes. what demographic you fall into. But I would say our next film, Misery, would go up there in terms of his. You know what's crazy though is a couple people I talked to, I was like, "Yeah, we're covering these two films," and they were like, "Oh, James Conn's in that." I'm like, "Yeah, man, he's like the fucking lead of the movie." <laughs> so, you know. Okay. All right, let's go on to Misery then. So, in terms of Thief, you would say you liked it. Oh, and I love people it. People should watch so, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, my 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 takeaway on Thief is definitely watch it. Go find it or whatever. And in the next little bit, like maybe the next month, we're gonna have someone from the Princess Cinema on our show, and I'm actually gonna ask them to be like, "Yo, can you get like a 35 millimeter print of this fucking thing and like play it?" Because it 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 like it's it, it's it's a travesty that more people are not seeing this film. And it's such a good, like, repertory theater, noir, neo-noir kind of film that it would be great to see it uh, up on the big screen. So I'm actually going to pitch our guest on getting Thief in the theater. So, yeah, that's All it. Right. And that's so, I got. So we're moving yeah, on to ministry. That, 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 ministry. There we go. <laughs> Misery. Ministry. Misery. Mis- ministry of sound. Okay, so, one, like, this is a Rob Reiner film. Yep. And just like you're doing with Willie Nelson, I went back and look at like the films that fucking Rob Reiner has directed. And I was kind of thrown back at it. Right. So you got, hold on, let me add the list right here in a second. Yeah. You got the whole list in front of you. Yes. Stand by me. This is Spinal yes. Tap. A few fucking good men. Princess Bride. Yeah. 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 Like Harry some of these like Sally. classic, classic fucking films. Yeah, it, but you think I'm thinking, and yeah, it's it's weird. Like thinking back, and I'm like, man, the guy from All in the Family did that. Like, oh shit, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot about that fact. <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah, ahead. like he, I don't, I don't think like in terms, like when we talk directors, even when we're talking with other people or directors, like his name doesn't really come up at all, right? This but he true. has like he has like a fucking like good fucking um filmography here that obviously he can be like super proud of. Oh, hundred well, percent he can. I mean, I, I think don't think anybody's saying that to he's Spinal Tap now too, right? He's filming that, I think. Uh, which part two? Yeah, 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 yeah. But but in terms of misery itself. Like this so is do a you, good. Do you do you like Stephen King? I know we talked about this just briefly when we covered the Black Phone because his son uh, wrote the the mm-hmm. well, he wrote an anthology that has that in it. Uh, what's your takeaway on Stephen King as a as a writer himself? Like, do you like his work? Uh, yeah, I do like his work. Um, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think in terms of the adaptions, they they are hit and miss, and usually the hits are the ones like this where it's not supernatural stuff it's not vampire it's like the close to home like when you got stand by me mm. you got um shawshank redemption you got misery you got uh the green mile like his dramatic more takes that aren't really like horror but um yeah because i would say misery is more is 100 percent like a thriller right yeah, it, it's a it's one hundred percent a claustrophobic film, right? Like even from the beginning, like when he, you, it's like if you juxtapose the beginning of this film with the beginning of The Shining, 
right? Where they're just driving to the Overlook Hotel and yeah. it's the car on its own. Yeah. This one, it's him and his Mustang in that uh, on its own in this huge fucking snowstorm that you're just watching get um, worse and worse, right? Until it completely overtakes it. But this being a 90 film, uh, a film from the 90s, it fucking does have the cle- like set up um, suspense cliches that fucking still piss me off to this day. Like, if only that sheriff took one more step, he would have seen that tire in the snowstorm and they would have known he still would have been alive three months earlier. You don't you don't like that? Like you don't, no. I mean, it's, it's, it builds tension. Right. So that's it the does, point of the fucking still movie. Like, but it's still like, fuck man. Like what cop is like, okay, I'm going to search like, ah, oh, shit. Now I'm going to stop right here. There's a whole fucking forest in front of me, but I'm going to stop right here. Yeah. But isn't that because he goes he in, fell into the snow in the snow? That's right. So, yeah. And then his, his wife wanted to give him a handy on the way back. That I actually really like them as that kind of comic relief. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have all the tension that's going on with the two main characters, with uh, Kathy Bates and James Caan, and then like, and it's super tense, especially as the movie moves along. And then you, yeah, you cut back to the sheriff, and like you said, his wife's like, you know, what I really want is to be home under the sheets with the sheriff. Like, and he's like, you know, yeah. in the car, we are, you know, a deputy and sheriff, not husband and wife. And she's like, Oh, that fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it makes you wonder how many times they pulled over to just have a little quickie when they were younger. Right. But um, <laughs> it, it was weird. Like looking at this, like, you know, Kathy Bakes was nominated for an Oscar for her performance. She, she won the Oscar. Yes. I was saying she was nominated. And right? she won. Well, okay, but I was just talking about in terms of nominations. Like she was nominated. Yeah. James Can wasn't. No. He did a good job though, man. He did a fantastic job. Yeah. I mean, did you look up who was uh on the list for Oscars that year? Like maybe maybe there was like some super dramatic action that went down and that's why he didn't get nominated, right? So <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I didn't go into that detail. It just surprised me that he wasn't nominated as well. Like, or the film in general wasn't nominated as much because this was the time where, and they haven't really done this a lot where, you know, good fucking horror suspense thrillers, right? Like aren't really nominated for Oscars. You had this film and then you had um, Silence of the Lambs. Okay, so after that. Hold on. So I pulled up what he was up against, right? So Kathy Bates wins Best Actress uh, against Angela Angela Huston for The Grifters, Julia Roberts for Pretty Woman, Meryl Streep for Postcards from the Edge, and Joanne Woodward for Mr. and Mrs. Bridge. So for Best Actor, though, so Jeremy Irons wins for Reversal of a Fortune, Kevin Costner, Dances with Wolves, Robert De Niro, Awakenings, Gerard Depardieu, Cicero de Bergiac, and Richard, Richard Harris, The Field. So that was the year. Oh, fucking that's the Goodfellas year. Uh, Dances with Wolves sweeps the Oscars. So that's probably why he didn't get nominated because he just, and it could have been when the film came out as well, right? Sure, if you say so. Um, well, but there was one. You're like, oh, you I, pose I, this you know, question like it's uh, yeah. some type I, I, of I uh, I secret taken of the out. Sphinx. Like, I don't know, like, how could this not happen? <laughs> yeah, but I, I would have taken out De Niro for Awakenings. I don't know about that, man. Actually, isn't that the one with Robin Williams as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where... a good film, man. 
I would have taken that one out. Uh, but anyways, there is a scene here that we're, we're talking about suspense that they bowled up. There's a scene in this film that they added suspense to it, but ignored it right after. Which is that? So the scene when she brings in the barbecue and she's going to burn his new book. Yep. And then he's trying to play it off, but she knows everything about him. So they finally burn that book. And then when the papers like explode and they start going all up in the air, if you watch it, one of those papers ends up at the top of the curtains while she's pulling out the barbecue. Yeah. And it literally looks like it's starting to ignite the curtain. Oh, that would have been awesome. And then, yeah, when she's coming back in, because it looks like it's just kind of one shot kind of thing. Uh, when she's coming back in, like that paper is gone and everything. But literally, if you watch like the three seconds while she's coming out, it starts to look like the fucking curtain is starting to catch on fire. And I was trying to remember because it's been like years since I watched this. I'm like, does she walk in and the fucking thing's on fire? Is that what? Because I remember there was a scene that brought the cops over and i was like was that it like with the helicopter they saw the smoke or whatever but no no it sounds just... like the house this like the set almost caught on fire <laughs> yeah. this is what that's actually happened um this actually has like amazing cinematography like the use of low angle shots they also use often like dutch angles so the camera is pitched to the left or to the right uh i felt like almost fish-eyed lenses at points like they really make her look like kind of like creepy and up over the top uh, of the camera lens, which yeah, gives her this power, really right? powerful and demented. Kathy Bates 100 percent deserves the Oscar, too, because her ability like this is acting right. Like the ability to go from like neutral or happy and pivot, pivot and be like manacle. Like, both, like, angry and just, like, psychotic. Like, and it's in every part of her body. Like, almost frothing at the mouth. Bulging eyes. And then, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry we did that. I know it's a visual medium. It's a not a visual medium for those not watching the YouTube channel. But, like, just that fucking gear change. Flawless. Absolutely flawless. Like... Yeah, but, again, being... There, there's a lot in this film that you know is done but it's never followed through right like if you think about it at the beginning of this film she deadlifted james can onto her shoulders and fireman <laughs> yeah. carry and him. carries through the snow <laughs> through, yeah right like you're physically watching it and then she's having problems when they're fighting like and he he's but remember he's also him. he's been working out he's been working out with the typewriter right he's getting all fit that would have been imagine throwing in a montage there <laughs> to liberace <laughs> but yeah like so that was the thing i was kind of laughing at i'm like i'm like how the fuck does she deadlift this guy and then like can't just carry him like throw him across the room <laughs> um again that fight scene was fucking savage man like yeah. The first bit, it's a, it takes a bit of time, right, to kind of get into the film. And then, but, like, once things start happening, like, then it's, like, one on top of each other, one on top of each other, her on top of him, him on top of her. Fucking people getting smashed in the head, people getting shot with shotguns. It was fucking awesome, man. Like, I, I really enjoyed this film. I really enjoyed the acting in it. Everybody did a great, great, 
great job. Uh, some a little bit of CanCon. Uh, so Richard Farnsworth, who plays the um, the sure. uh, the sheriff, if, if for those of us that are a bit uh, older here in Canada, you'll remember watching Anne of Green Gables, and he was like one of he played the the what the uncle or whatever in Anne of Green Gables on the TV show that was made by like I don't know CBC or something, right? So. <laughs> classic canadian television i didn't watch it what that's no some good can can you've got to go watch one with Listen. uh sarah pulley right uh no she came after i'm talking like the old school like 80s uh anna green gables didn't sarah pulley play Anne? okay i'm gonna have to we're gonna have to pull this up now actually maybe we can get our producer if he can look up anna green gables from the 80s and sarah pulley was in one of them i just not sure sure which one uh i don't think it was the one that i watched but maybe i was a kid i didn't i don't really know so we can get our producer to check that out while we're going on here uh the uh the leg breaking scene in this film or the ankle breaking scene or whatever you want to call it I yeah, still can, i cannot fucking watch that like yeah, i have to be like man that is it's so and and the camera stays on it yeah just on the one leg though. yeah i mean if you saw one could've... i'm pretty sure you know what's fucking going oh, on oh you kind of you kind of wanted to see the two you wanted to see them both so megan follows is Anne in the original 80s version of anna green gables I, right, I think so i thought I was... that sarah paulie might have been in like return to avonlea or something like that yeah anyway right, yeah um is there but, anything you don't like about this movie like do you like did you like the film or I, yeah i like missouri i do like missouri it's not one that i watch like repetitive or but if it's on i like i don't sorry i don't go out of my way to watch it but if i need something to watch and i see it i'll probably throw that on so if this was because old times it, and it came on on a sunday boom you're gonna watch it. exactly right like you know just like uh reed hastings says the the way of natural TV or normal TV will be gone in five to 10 years anyway. So you're just going to pick what you watch anyways. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like it is good. Cause it is such a good, like, like I said, like it's such a good, like enclosed, like claustrophobic film. Cause you feel it like, especially like him trying to get out of the house and being stuck in that house the whole time. Like you're, and you're cheering for him when he's just like, I got a fucking, hairpin and i'm gonna use that to unlock the door yeah man and he then, like macgyvers everything yeah but you already knew once he put that fucking penguin the wrong way you already knew from the just the fact that like, the camera sat on there for you to see it the wrong way right yeah i'm like oh man you could tell she is like an anal retentive person that she knows the exact position for everything and then when you hear her kind of explain it, like, oh, I've known for a while because of this. But I just was interested to see how you did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I found out. Yeah. Um, I am actually, uh, I'm going to, I've checked on Audible and they have the audiobook. book. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to like listen to the book or maybe even read it because I was like, man, and this is like the film version. Because I, I guess, for example, in the book, she actually cuts his feet off or something crazy like that with like an axe um oh oh stephen king and his axes um but they they wanted you the audience to have a little bit of pathos for uh kathy bates's character right so they're like eh, that's a bit too gruesome although i'm like the hammer sledgehammer on the foot i don't know if that's much better uh but i definitely want to like re like go and actually check out the text because i can only mm -hmm. imagine like stephen king pro this book has probably got some dope fucking writing in it you know what i mean yeah now he is 
Oh, obviously, fucking me, Stephen King. You don't have to, you don't have to comment. I mean, you just say his name, and people are gonna be like, "Yeah, he's good." Yeah, he's he's he's, yeah. he's not too bad. Uh, I mean, it's got nineties across the board on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. People fucking love like this movie. I think it's a perfectly constructed film. Uh, but what about Thief? You didn't say Thief. What was Thief on Rotten Tomatoes? Thief's got, I believe, a seventy-one from. It's got a seventy-nine from the critics and an eighty-one from the audience. Hmm. And it's uh, so, and they both kind of did. I mean, Thief had a budget of five point five million, and it did eleven point five million at the box office. It didn't do tons at the box office, but but it has become a bit of a cult classic. And then Mm -hmm. Misery uh, was made on a twenty million dollar budget, and it did sixty one at the box. Yeah, I remember that one taking Mm -hmm. everything by storm when I came out. I'd watch it in the theater, man. Like, I mean, they have some really great cinematic shots of like the snow and the mountains. And Mm -hmm. again, like that claustrophobic camera, you work. Uh, I think, I think it would be great to see on, on a big screen again. Like if they played it at the Apollo or the princess cinema, uh, I would uh, be purchasing a ticket to go see it. So. All right. So that makes one of us, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got anything else or you want to get out of here? No, I'm fucking done. But I do, yeah. Both films are good. No, I'm not your wife. I, I, I get, I get, you're done. But yeah, I'm done. I just gotta roll over. Give me a cigarette. Uh, but yeah, they're both films are good. I would recommend them as well if you're looking for something to watch. Um, but yeah, like Chris, don't be treating women the way Frank treats treats his women man don't do it that man. can be why and, you're still single and, man. and don't uh don't treat them the way that kathy bates treats uh james con either I, I don't think they like that either the i can see you being like hey i'm your number one fan like, a, what? there's there's snm and then there's the next level right that's like fucking level 30 but, but i will say this like if any film is ripe for a remake it is misery and instead of a novelist it's an only fans person and you're just like i'm your number one fan oh just like stalker-esque or whatever yeah there you go boom i don't know man i what i was thinking is like i would like to redo thief well uh, if michael mann's you know filmography is anything he will (laughs) redo it within five to ten years right he redid he redid miami vice Mm -hmm. he redid la takedown into heat Yep. So he he's ripe, and then you get Scott Can to play James Can. No, no, we're not doing that. Scott Can is not a good actor. <laughs> Scott Can is absolutely not a good actor. He's definitely not as uh, as good as his father, and I wouldn't want to wreck the film by doing that. And when I said, re- excuse me, film- have you seen fucking Varsity Blues? Come he on. is amazing in Varsity on, Blues. Uh, Varsity and, Blues is a fucking good movie. Fuck and, you. and what I meant Varsity by, Blues is a good movie. By Say remake it. it, I meant me. Me, I, I, I want to direct the remake of The Thief. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't afford his, his licensing fees. <laughs> this is true. Well, yeah, because he wrote the screenplay, right? But it's based on the yeah. novel. Oh, yeah, we didn't get to... I want to just say something about the novel. Uh, yeah, both so, films are based on novels. Yeah, 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 yeah. They both... They are. But one, we know about Stephen King. So... Thief is based on The Home Invaders by John Siebold, who was an actual fucking jewel thief that went to jail. Like, he is the character of Frank, you know what I mean? And wrote a book about it, and then he got a movie made, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah. So when they tell you crime doesn't pay... You go, bullshit. Yeah. 
look at any fucking criminal who now has a book <laughs> and made for TV movie. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. was really good too uh, honestly i always remember him from being the tv vampire uh in gremlins 2 <laughs> that's yeah. always where i associate him but he was dope as like the mob boss you know what i mean well even yeah even still like when he because what gremlins 2 is what 10 12 years like he looks the same yeah he kind of looks like the same old man all the time right yeah i actually thought but... because of that gremlins thing i was like Hey, isn't that the grandpa from the Munsters? <laughs> well, I think that's who it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They that's what they're get. they're playing off of or whatever. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.